Welcome to our PME. This is Saratova Best. Ren Parshas told us, part two, told us is about birth. Who's being born? We'll see in a couple of days. The moon is being born. You're being born. Your essence is being born. Obviously, if 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 told us is about birth and birth and any everything in the Parsha is speaking really about who we are and what we are. I'm turning off all the all the entry and exit chimes. So what does that mean if you're born? Besides that every single second there's a new you and a new you and a new you and a new possibility and a new possibility. So there are opinions that say that if you want to tune into truth, focus on the spiritual and don't focus on the physical. Don't spend your time shopping for furniture. Spend all your time learning. Just in other words, and 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 it's used kind of you know to people kind of throw it around very casually. This idea of like, well, what are your what what, are you, what this is what you're this is what you're you're interesting yourself in. You're keeping yourself busy with gashmius, fat, disgusting. Better be involved in the ruchmius and the gash than the gashmius. Is that true? Is that true? It's an interesting idea because. If you look at um, non-Jewish philosophy, Wahhabdil, you know, th- there there's a policy that if people want to be holy, they make sure not to have families, etc., to whatever, not to have a spouse, etc., etc. It's con- meaning, Wahhabdil, that they have a policy that um, the physical is kind of bad and like... Uh, you know, the less you do, the better in life of indulging in any physical stuff and just be away from the world and you will be holy. Now, does it have anything, anything to do with Yiddishkeit? So really, if you look in Pirkei Avos, Pirkei Avos says, sleep on the floor, eat a piece of bread with a little bit of water and all of that. Why? Again, I'm not a big expert on the interface, interplay between the physical and the spiritual, except that we know that in these parshas, as they're unfolding, last week we learned about the first shlichus in the Tyra, which was the shlichus to find a wife for Yitzchak. So I guess, well, we certainly hold from holy, and that and that shlichus began the whole holy avayda of Yidden. The holiest holiness is connected with putting together the spiritual and the physical because that shidduch. What's called the yichud is called the yichud of manban, the union of the spiritual and the physical, which then eventually led to matan which is the union of the spiritual and the physical. So for us, it's not so simple that you just avoid the physical and the real good stuff is the spiritual. This is not true, although way further back in history, when we had to purify the world. You needed to stay away from the physical, be involved with it as little as you could, as little as possible, so that you could just go in, take out the sparks, you know, lift them up, bring in holiness, and then walk away fast, as fast as you can. But then in Yemaisa Mashiach, the physical will nourish the spiritual. So everything's going to turn upside down. So then the question is, when does it suddenly turn upside down? Has anything changed? Obviously, everything's changed. 
It's changing as we go through history. From an opaque world, a world that was so dark that you couldn't see Hashem, and then Hashem made, excuse me, the model, the flood, to to purify it, and then all the steps in Matantaira, to all the way to eventually a transparent world where you will see Hashem in every physical thing. And every stone and every rock will speak out to you. Will be like will be a teacher to you. You would think that the rocks are at best paras. They're not your teachers, but the rocks and stones will be your teachers. So let's look at the revolution of where the Rebbe says we're up to now. Um, yesterday we ended off with um, that it says in Tana Eliyahu that let's just review, review it a drop. Shnevarim Kadmula Island, Tyron Yisrael. There are two things that come before the world. Tyron Yisrael. This is the Sikh of Kashan and Base Parsha told us. The Ainiya Deizimehem Kaidim. Two things come before the world and are higher than the world. Tyra and the Jewish people. And I don't know which one is first. And then he begins to say which one he is first. When when Hashem when it says Sabas Bene Israel, Dabar Bene Israel, it means Aimer and Yisrael Kadmo, that the Jew comes first before Tyra. Does that mean in time? Or in value? So it says here, Kadima Zu this the Jew comes even before Tyra and of course before the world is not only in time but mostly in Myla in 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 who you, in advantage. This is a very powerful statement. The Myla of a Jew is greater than the Myla of Tyra. Now, there are many people who would find that highly offensive. But it's interesting that the approach, the understanding of Pnei Satira, really throughout the years of Hasidus Chabad, but especially the seventh generation, is a very simple thing. We base all of Yiddishkeit on the last Pasuk in the Tyra, which is Hashem told, Maishra Benu broke the Luchais, broke the Taira in front of all of the eyes of the Yidden. And the Ra, and Rashi says, Hashem says, Yashakayach. You had a choice, Maishra Benu. You were either going to break the Jewish people to preserve Taira, or break the Taira to preserve the Jewish people. You broke the tyrant to preserve the Jewish people. Yashir Kayach. You made the right decision. That, says Chassidus Chabad, is the basis of Yiddishkeit. Not everybody would agree with it. Other people would say, you break the Jew, get rid of the Jew, but preserve Tyra. And that's why when the Baal Shem Tov came along, in the early 1700s, the atmosphere then was, when he was born at the end of the, you know, in 1698, the atmosphere was 
that the Jew was, the simple Jew was downtrodden, and he wasn't respected at all because he didn't know a lot of Tyra. So Tyra was considered by the Tyra scholars, you know, Tyra scholars were real thing because he knows a lot of Torah. And the Jew is worth not much. If he knows a lot of Torah, then he's worth something. And if he doesn't, he's not worth much. And the Baal Shem Tov turned the whole, the whole thing upside down and said, the Jew is the most valuable. And he becomes even more valuable when he immerses himself in Torah. But even if he doesn't, he's a Kaidish So yesterday's um, Shear, we were just reviewing that part of the Sikha that brought that out even more. So, I'm going to now read the revolutionary part. Well, I'm going to go back one paragraph. We said yesterday, no matter what, the essence of a Jew is there, powerful. No matter whether he does good deeds or he doesn't. Two sons, the king has two sons. One is a really good kid and the other one is not a good kid. Now, the good kid, why does anybody love him? Why does his father love him? Hard to know. Because everybody likes a good person. Everybody likes a good kid. Every teacher wants in their class a good kid. So they like the good kid probably because he's, he's pleasant and easy to get around, to have around, and he's pleasant to, to teach. So do we value him for himself? No, we don't know, and he doesn't know. And that's why many good kids sometimes, God forbid, turn into bad kids, because they want to know. If I stop being good, will you still value me? In other words, do you value me or do you value how I make you feel in life by being good or how I make you look in life by being good or how comfortable you feel when somebody around you is following all your rules? Now, what if I don't? Am I valuable in myself or only because I do good stuff? So that's the two sons. One son is a good kid. He does good stuff. That means us, as we're doing Torah mitzvahs. We're doing good stuff. We're doing Torah mitzvahs. So Hashem loves us. Well, duh, as they would say in the world. Obviously, we're doing Torah mitzvahs, and we're his son. He's not going to love us? That would be silly. But then, so when we're doing Torah mitzvahs, you see our Mila through us being good kids. So when we're not doing Torah mitzvahs, then you get to see if there's that essential connection and love that Hashem has for us when we're not being good kids to Hashem. Then he loves us because of our very essence connection and our very essence. So which one's better? Maybe I should, we should be bad kids. Because then he appreciates, appreciates our essence. And we experience our essence. So let's be bad. God forbid. Because the other way, you never know. But there's a third way, which is the myla that we have from our essence comes out to revelation when we're doing the mitzvah. It's a, it's a hard concept. We started on it yesterday. It's a hard concept to understand. We can be valuable in our essence and do mitzvahs not because we want approval from Hashem 
And somehow there's a third combination of it being revealed that who, what our essence is, and it's even enhanced by doing this. And then one other point we stopped on yesterday. The good deeds you can see. That's called the revelation of a Jew. Oh, he does such good things. Him and all his mitzvahs. It's so nice. That's the revelation of a Jew. The essence of a Jew is invisible. So I've asked a very simple question. Essence, by definition, look it up in the dictionary, means something with no limitations. It's not visible, usually, and it has no limitations. It's the essence. So if it has no limitations, how can you say it can't be this? It has no limitations. So how can you say the essence of a Jew can't be visible? Well, then you're breaking the definition. The definition of essence is there are no limitations. So you can't say it can't be visible. It doesn't make any sense. So it must be that we've come to a moment in history where fairly simply the essence of a Jew can be visible. So now let's move forward in the Sikh and the Sikh Hay, and here's the revolution, which I want to say it word for word so people don't think that I'm strange and made it up. Now let's talk about the existence of a Jew, a neshama in a body. It's only one paragraph. It's proof from what it says in Tyra. We prove something. When we're looking at a Jew in Tyra, we prove. If it says, command the Jewish people, speak to the Jewish people, it means that the Jewish people came first. They were already there to give a command to. And that proves that the Tyra is actually for the Jew. Not the Jew is here for Tyra. Not that the Jew is here to serve Tyra. The Tyra is here to serve the Jew. There's Hashem. There's the Yid. There's Tyra. There's the world. In that order. Tyra he bishvil Yisrael. Sibil Yisrael. She Yisrael Kadmu. The Tyra is here for the Jew. And that proves that the, the Yid is, is, is first. And higher. Therefore, here's the question. Which part of the Jew? His soul or his body? We're saying the, a Jew is higher than Tyra. We just proved it. And in Tanah's Ve'elio, he proved it. So the Jew in the body, the Jew just as a soul, the Jew before he's born, after he leaves the world, while he's in the world, when? Who? What state is he in that he's higher than the Tyra? Who is this Jew? So, we can prove from this about the Neshama and the body. Oops, I'm missing a line here. Since the command to Tyra is not Shaykh, the commands of Tyra, we just said, how do you know? Because it says, um, command the Yidden. 
commands of Torah are not for us as neshamas. The commands to do mitzvahs are us here in this physical world. They're not commands to the neshama as it's in Gan Eden. That's not where we get our marching orders. That's not where we get our commands. That's not where we do the mitzvahs. That's why in the Beis Chaim, people have to tuck in their their tzitzis because the neshamas that are buried there feel a lot of pain seeing people walking around who can do mitzvahs and the neshamas there can no longer do physical mitzvahs. It's very painful for them. So I don't know if people actually follow that minhag, but there's the idea, you know, not to, to be sensitive to the needs of the souls that are buried in the base of Chaim, but they don't feel that pain that they're not doing, that they're not able to do physical mitzvahs. But don't flaunt it by showing the tzitzit, which represents the, the mitzvah. So these commands, Sabbath B'nai Yisrael, Daber B'nai Yisrael, that prove that we are higher than Taira, they are for us la'achre yiridasa lemata lislabish beguf. These commands that make us, that prove that we are higher than Taira are for us as we come down, as we are in a body. And here's the revolution. Drum roll, please. Al-Kain Tarek Leimar. And therefore we can say, Shaguf Kaidim, that the body is first, is higher. Ubishvile Nivis Haneshama. The Neshama was created for the body. The Neshama was created or the, the neshama of a Jew was created for the body of a Jew. Balachas kama v'kama, and how much more so, kol seder ishtashvus. And how much more so, the world and all of seder ishtashvus, the world and everything in it, was created for the body of a Jew. Well, that's interesting. When we're talking about government, government mandates, Trying govern a, a corrupt government trying to impose unsafe, very corrupt mandates on Jewish children on the bodies of Jewish children. We have to wonder why are they going after the bodies of children? Why are they trying to start up with Puravu, etc.? Why? Well, here we go. The whole center of the entire world, all of the world, and all of Tyra and everything was created for the body of a Jew, physically here in this world. How much more so is it understand for the body of a Jewish child? The whole world is here for the, the, the body of a Jewish child to keep it holy. And in a mode of pruravu. So, so again, so just to strengthen the the idea that here Hasidus is saying that the whole world was really shaguf kaidim. Oh, let's read the footnote here. 
So that's the reason why in Chassidus, this proof, when it says command the Jewish people, speak to the Jewish people, why doesn't it say, if you want for there to be a proof that the, the physical body of a Jew is paramount, even more important than the neshama, there are other psukim to prove it. Another process that could prove it is Kadesh Yisrael HaShem Reishat Tuasa. Holy is the Jew to HaShem. He is the first fruit. That's also in time of De Elio. So why do, why the other Pesach is, is quoted, command the Jewish people? In order to hint that Kadimi is the Yisrael, the fact that we come first, he lorak it's not only about the fact that a Jew comes before Tyra and is higher than Tyra is not only for the Neshama on which it says about the Neshama it says but really the whole world and the whole and the whole Tyra is and mostly mainly the the whole Tyra and the world is mainly as it refers to the Neshama as it's in a body. So then them are when it's in a body, that's when it said Sabbath Benesro, Dabir Benesro. Ba'afo became Huba Kalolosa Mimer Mitanadvelio. And then the whole mimer of the this Tana says, we get it from this Tana and not from Bracious Rabbah. Because in Gracious Rabbah, what is it bringing out? That putting the Jew first is because Gracious Rabbah says, you know why the Jew comes first? Because he does Tyre and Mitzvah. You know what that's implying? That Tyre and Mitzvah, the Tyre and Mitzvah are higher than the Jew. But in Tanit Ve'eliyahu, in Tanit Ve'eliyahu is emphasizing the Essence, essential myla of the Jew, as a Jew was higher than Tyra, meaning even if God forbid he's not doing mitzvahs, he is the real thing. Not Tyra is the real thing. I mean, Tyra is the real thing, but the real, real, real thing is the Jew. Same racist twasa. We are racist twasa. Kama bikurim, like we're bikurim that come before truma. But this mile of a Jew is mostly about the neshama as it is in a body, as we said. So, and that's why when we sing, that refers to the Jew in his body. The Jew's body kind of looks fairly similar to everybody else. If everybody's walking in Prospect Park and everybody's wearing a coat, you have to really have very holy vision to see the difference. If everybody's, you know, pretty okay and pretty moral and, you know, pretty normal, acting pretty normal, everybody's just walking, you can't tell the difference. We're meant to look like them, more or less. And on that level, Hashem chooses the, the the body of the Jew. Hashem has 500 people walking in Prospect Park. And he has, and yet, to Hashem, 
the Jewish people walking in Prospect Park are completely different, obviously. And they are the ones he is choosing. Dafka. So, okay. So now let's continue. So it's known. The choosing of a Jew on the level of his essence is by choosing his physical body. Now there is a myelin advantage to being chosen versus I was just born into this. If you're the son of Hashem, you're just born into this. As opposed to if you're chosen by him, it's much different. So because with a son, his father loved him but because he's his son. And the connection between them comes from such a place where there's, you know, a, a son being the beloved one. That's just the rule. That's just the way it goes over there. He's not chosen because of his essence. It's my kid. Obviously, I'm going to choose him. Now, choice. In a choice, there is no place. It's just two what seem to be completely similar things. And Hashem says from his very essence, with free choice, I want you. And the example, the difference between the neshama and the body. The neshama is keli kami mal mamish. When you grab the, a piece of Hashem, you grab the whole Hashem. And, and at the same time, we are Hashem's sons. We're part of His very essence. And our connection with Him is from a place where there's an advantage to the sun. The body has nothing special about it. Looks like everybody else's. But Hashem chooses it with free choice from Atmos, his essence. And therefore, the connection with Hashem comes as an essence connection. And to pull all this together, when Atmos, Hashem, in his essence, chooses us, he also chooses our neshama. Now it's going to get really fascinating. It is going to get very cryptic. If Hashem chooses your neshama, sorry, uh, um, no, sorry, you, your neshama is Hashem's child. Your body was chosen by Hashem. So, if your body, if the neshama is a child to Hashem, that's because that's what Hashem decided. But if the neshama has the myla of being a son, so then you don't realize so much how Hashem chose it. So when it comes down into this world, um, you get to see. So let's just say the myla has the neshama has a myla, Hashem's child. The body has a myla; it was chosen. How about if we put the two together? So you get to be both. Chosen by Hashem and his very son. You get both Milas. That's who we are. And the Mila of choosing has to do with Asmus. Um, this is very cryptic. We're going to try it. Okay. So to, to finish it all off, what the Sikha is saying is the following. Hashem chooses your body with free choice. 
How does, where do you get free choice from? Who gives you, how, how does, where does Hashem take his power of free choice from? From his essence. Oh. So that means he chooses your physical Jewish body from his essence. Do you know what that means? It means that your body is testifying to and is a piece of, is, 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 comes from Hashem's essence. You love His essence connection in your body with Hashem's essence. Interesting. Which is why you want to treat it well. But it's the most powerful thing there is in the world, in a way. And the most holy on some level, because the essence connection, it comes, it was chosen by Hashem's very essence, Atmos. And Atmos is something that has no limitations. Which is interesting. Then from that we understand that on some level, we do not have to any longer have physical limitations. Because if you come from Hashem's essence, what comes from Hashem's essence? Your body. And Hashem's essence has no limitations. So why do we feel so many limitations in the physicality? And we really do. We feel even more limitations now than we ever did before. Everybody feels lousy and tired, and that's good already. Just feeling lousy and tired is already... (laughs) You thank Hashem if you just feel lousy and tired. So that's the extent of it. But in truth, there are, I guess, on some level, Hashem has no, essence of Hashem has no limitation. And that's the part of himself with which he connects himself to your body. I guess you have a very strong connection in your physical life to no limitation is there. That probably explains why, you know, the runners could break the four mile, four minutes, uh, uh, you know, uh, wall and, you know, all these things that people can push themselves way past their limitations. The interesting thing is, we see mostly non-Jews doing that. You know, in sports and all kinds of things, this guy who stayed underwater for so long, and all the time for so and so many minutes, and all these things that are physically impossible. The Jewish people are not so much doing that. We're really the only ones who should be able to do that. Not only that, they're sort of, they're sort of, you know, teasing us and trying, probably teasing us and trying to make us jealous. You know, reveal the unlimitedness, unlimitlessness that you have in your physical Jewish, Jewish body. Not because you're, I, it's, it's almost like the nations of the world are saying, the, the Gentiles are kind of looking at us like, don't mimic us. And if you're an athlete, don't don't say, well, all the other athletes can do it, so maybe I can do it too. That means you're mimicking the nations. No. Really, if the no- nations of the world learned this sikha, they would say, you Jews, you don't have any limitations on the physical level or in your physical body. Why do you act like you do? Why do you downplay your powers? You don't seem to know your powers, do you? And we don't. And we also don't understand the holiness of the Jewish body and how it has to be kept sanctified. Interesting. Okay. So, and so when the body and the neshama get together, the Nisham is Hashem's son. That's amazing. Hashem's child, only child. 
the body is chosen by Hashem and has its essence connection. When your neshama comes into your body, you get both coming together. You have an essence connection with Hashem that spills over from your neshama, from your body to your soul. And you get to be Hashem's child when you're spilling over from your soul to your body. So you're the real thing in the whole, in the whole world. And the only one who doesn't know is you and me. Who doesn't know what to do with it. Okay. So to end off, the example in the, the difference between a neshama and a body is the neshama is kelakami mamamish. When you touch a piece of Hashem, you touch the whole Hashem, the whole essence. And bani mashem lashem alakechem. Oh, wait, sorry, I'm on the wrong page. That's so funny. <laughs> Nimta. <laughs> Nimta. It comes out. In the existence of a Jew in a body and doing mitzvahs, what is revealed? The hiskashris Yisraeli Makadish Baruch In the existence of a Jew, a physical, physically live Jew here in this physical world, what is emphasized? The connection of a Jew with Hashem in two ways. In all ways. One, we have a connection with Hashem because we're from His essence. His very atmos, His very essence shows us. So that's one way of connection with Hashem. We have another connection with Hashem that comes from Revelation. We're His Son. And we have the Mila of Drachim Noim B'Maisim Taivim that we do good things. We have a lot of milas. We do his mitzvahs so he likes us. He chooses us in the physical body from his very essence. And we're his son. From all three points of view, all those things are going on. Like, we are whom he wants. And then, mitzvah named biyachet, yachet, and put the two together. The choice of atmos, Hashem chooses us from atmos, is revealed in this that you're a son to Hashem. And in the mitzvahs that you do. Meaning, and this is the final, the, the peak sentence. The essence of Hashem is revealed in you. The essence of something, as long as it stays concealed, is not living up to its potential. Essence means nothing, it's not limited. Meaning it's not limited to only being invisible. It's got to be visible. This is the second revolution here. The essence of something cannot be limited to being invisible. It must be visible because it's the essence and you can't limit it. Above Gambagili. And therefore, we have come, and this is the final sentence here, we have come to a point in history, 30 years ago already, where the Rebbe is telling us and activating the truth of a Jew is the son of Hashem. He's also chosen by Hashem's essence. And, and further than that, the two together means who we are no longer has to be concealed. Not to ourselves, not to anybody. And then, I, and I'm, this is my little commentary. You know, when people talk about 
God forbid, well, they know anti-Semitism, this and that. And, ah, yeah, they never stop hating us. Enough. We're missing the point. We're missing the point. Once upon a time, they didn't like us because we were standing up for truth. Sounds familiar. We're standing up for the truth of Hashem. They didn't like it. They weren't ready to do truth. They were busy with their eat, drink, and be merry. Plus, plus, plus. They didn't like us. Now, if they don't like us, it's probably because they sense this. Wait a minute. You're the people who represent, the, who are one with the essence of God and his chosen people. And and without any limitations, you are the true power of the world. Stand in your true power. What are you living like a little namby-pamby nothing? What do you mean I'm just a small person in a little piece of little small person in a big world? It's a small world and it's a big Jew. So if they don't like us now and if they BDS and all this nonsense, it's probably because it annoys them to the no end that we're not living up to who we're supposed to be. Because if we aren't standing in our power, they can't stand in our power. At some point, they sense now that their full power depends, fully fully standing in their power depends on us fully standing in, in their in our power. And if we're not, it's like they feel like we're holding them back. And it makes them angry. So to think that, oh, anti-Semitism, and this is It's a misunderstanding of the concept. Anyway, he wrestled at this very second. In this week of Toldus, birth, we understand that our essence is being born. We'll see in the next Sikha. And we're being born into whom we we were created and brought into the world to be. Or created... No, we we are being born into the people that the world was created for. And clearly Hashem wants us to step into our full power, which means also totally transparent, bittled power to Hashem. Total bittled to Hashem and at the same time, total power. Standing in our chosenness and revealing that Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad, Tayr Yisrael, Kuchabichukul Echad, we're one with Hashem, one with Tayra, and the whole world. The Nisham of the Jew was created for his body, as we read before, and all the Seder Shalshas, the whole world was created for a body, for a Jewish, a Jew in his body. And therefore, they have to respect us for who we are, we have to respect ourselves for who we are. And respect the children for who they are, they're not just more students in New York schools or schools around the world that you can do whatever you want with, God forbid, with Kaidish Kadeshin. If we stand in our true power and understand our true power, Mitzvah Shem will find ourselves now in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, Beis Mitzvah Shlema.